It's like a thousand years ago. I fought my way out of that cave. Became Iron Man. Realized I loved you. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. The world has changed. None of us can go back. All we can do is our best. And sometimes the best that we can do is to start over. All these people die. I keep telling everybody they should move on. Some do, but not us. Even if there's a small chance, we owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. We will. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. this one. <laughs> hey, 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 internet, what it do, where you be, who you are, who you see. This is us, Pop Culture Parenting. I am one of your hosts, Mark, but my friends call me Clyde Jones. And I am Niels R.Y., a.k.a. The Silver Surfer. Where you at, though? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> where you at? And we are here in our new domicile, the Batcave. AKA Nels's basement man cave nursery. The rec room. The rec room. The, the rock. I'm the going rock. to, uh, you know, at some point, you'll probably know when this podcast was actually recorded because I'm going to put some Instagram pictures and stuff. Mm. And so you'll see clips of, of the now slowly constructed rec room. Yeah. But you got to say it like Sean Connery. The, the, rec, the rec room. Let's get to it. This is Pop Culture Parenting, the podcast where we look back at the media, pop culture, you know, the stuff that we consumed as uh, young men and helped us shape ourselves and grow up. And we just look back on it. And and now that we are parents, how we would introduce our kids to the media we we watched and consumed as kids in the pop culture and kind of contrasted with our views today and now that yep. we're parents all that good stuff so if you're part of the show you've been here before you know that's what we do but today is a very special day and mm. and now tell the people why today's so special today is special um 
and it's gonna be a Herculean effort for us to do this. We are going to react uh, to Avengers Endgame. And so, like, this is not going to be a typical um, episode, and it's not gonna be a typical review, um, because we're not just, you know, talking about how dope this movie was. We're talking about the fact that this is the culmination of over 10 years. 11. Over 11 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 11 years. And how many movies? 18, 17 movies? I think Avengers Endgame. When it's all said and done with Spider-Man, isn't it like 20-something? It's a lot of movies. A lot of, say movies. a lot of all movies. All the movies. <laughs> um, so we're going to be talking about the fact that Kevin Feige, all these amazing directors, writers, and, and actors were able to um, land. Yeah. Like I'm talking like 1996 Olympics USA messing up your ankle landing yes, yes. and winning the gold medal for yes. the country landing. She hurt herself on the first ball. Probably the last thing she should have done was vault again, but she did, and now she is in a lot of pain. The amazing thing about it, though, John, she raised her hands overhead, her head, she finished the ball. Standing on one leg. We have got to find out if she's... A 9712, she has done it! Carrie Strong has won the gold medal for the United States team. Yes, we're talking like Michael Jordan jumping from the free throw line, yeah. landing like straight tens across the board, landing. Yeah. Um, so that's what the episode we're gonna talk about. So obviously, if you have not seen Avengers Endgame, um, all three of y'all, um, because it made all the money. <laughs> um, I would say, you know what? Sit back and listen to this episode. Enjoy the spoilers because. Um, yeah, there's gonna be a whole bunch of spoilers. There's gonna be spoilers. This is your final warning. Don't, don't, I don't want no emails. You spoiled It's been 20 years in the, or 10 years in the making. 10 years in the making. It felt like 20 years. It felt like 20 years. So, this is your warning. I don't know why you're here if you haven't seen Endgame. There we go. But, uh, yeah. So, Nels, why don't you start us off? So, um, got, I got some notes from, from folks. I got, I'll just do some quick notes because we're, this episode is all about Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Um, so there's two things that we've heard from, from the pop cult. (laughs) Um, one is that they love hearing, um, things about stories about like what we have been doing with our kids, Mm -hmm. like activities and stuff. So they love to hear maybe in the beginning of the episode, what's going on with Kosi, what's going on with Ian, our children. Okay. Um, what are we up to? What fun things are we doing with them? What are some things that we're showing them? Um, just to kind of give those parents out there some advice on like, you know, these are some enter- fun, exciting, entertaining things that we are showing mm. our children. Okay. Um, so we will absolutely, be, we, we hear that and, and we'd love to share. I will say really quickly, mm-hmm. my son watches Super Wide. Um, it is a show on PBS. Um, it is a show all about reading, um, but it is with the main character being a superhero, and he's a person of color. His mm. name is Wyatt. Um, that's that's a it's it's kind of a lame name, but anyways, <laughs> Wyatt is super Y, and so they fly around, um, explore books, and it's in the theme of superheroes. So it has my son's full attention, and like he reads the words he says book he is does the dances when they do the dances so yeah that's something that mm. young ian loves super wide that man i'm gonna check that out for Kosi. i haven't even heard of that she she's really 
She's always been into Elmo, Sesame mm -hmm. Street. That's that's the six god. Six god in the, <laughs> the house. Six god of children. You know, <laughs> um, she loves Sesame Street. She started getting into something called uh, Puppy Dog Pals because she loves dogs. Comes on the Disney Channel. It's these two really disturbing-looking big-eyed dogs, and they just get into mischief. Mischief with other little dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's harmless. It's cute. It, it, I wish it was a little bit more educational. Like, at least Sesame Street, she's like, they're counting their letters. Yeah. Um, Puppy Dog Pals is pretty much fun, but she loves dogs. And she loves to read. She loves books. Well, she can't read, but she loves to be read to. She loves books. Don't limit your child. She might be able to read. Well, <laughs> you just don't understand what she's saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to assume she can't read for right now. But uh, but no, she like, every, every, she grabbed book, book. And now she's like, read book. Read book. Oh, and she so, says read book. She's she'll be like read oh, book. That's slightly more advanced than my child. Well, no. The, so apparently, um, I joke. No, I mean, apparently uh, girls develop quick. Yes. You know, so um, and Kosi's Nigerian too, so she's like Nigerian, super so advanced. She, she has no choice but to develop quick she's and become a doctor she's gonna a, or she's a lawyer. Gonna get a law degree at five years old. <laughs> but uh, so um. I just been reading to her classics that I loved when I was a kid. So like One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish. Yeah. Which, when I look back, is a really long book. Yeah, bro. I think it's like 30 pages. Bro, uh, <laughs> Dr. Seuss has books, like the pages on pages. Yeah. The shortest stories are like 15 pages. I thought this book was like 10 to... No, nah, so... um, And then like Green Eggs and Ham, another book that I didn't realize was as long as it was... But uh, just the classics that I liked when I was a kid. Um, she's in the Clifford now, so we're oh, yeah, got in the Clifford. Dope. So um, you know, that's what we, you know. We're just reading. We try to limit her screen time, um, if possible. The other day, her and I watched uh, Secret Life of Pets because, of course, there's doggies in it. Dogs, so she yeah. was just like, eh, "Doggy," you know. Mm. Um, so anything with a talking dog in it. She's about that life. That is what's up. <laughs> that is what's up. Um, so the other thing uh, that we've heard from the pop call is they love hearing. So not only do they like to hear things that we are doing with our kids, they like to hear. Uh, they love hearing stories from our childhood. Um, specifically, anytime I bring up my mom's accent, <laughs> I promise y'all this: um, you will almost hear my mom's accent in every episode that we do because <laughs> if it comes to my childhood I have a West African mother um, she was strongly influential in what I was allowed and not allowed to do mm -hmm. um, including reading comic books so the fact that I mean we're going to talk a little bit about um, the history of Marvel and she's just like oh you are not allowed to read anyone but Spider-Man I do not trust who wait why Spider-Man though She because uh, she, um, she saw an episode of the Fox Spider-Man show, and she and, really liked and it. And that sold her. <laughs> she, yeah, and that sold her. She did not like X-Men. She's like, mm, Peter Parker, I can get behind She's this. Like, oh, he seems like a wholesome boy, a wholesome she, young man. Probably Aunt May. Aunt May is exactly why. <laughs> Mike, you are a genius. Aunt it was Aunt May. She's like, oh, I like that is his influence. Okay. What a good boy. Peter, you could have been hurt. If I'm to sleep peacefully at night when you're living on your own, you must promise to stop taking all these risks. <laughs> X-Men, she wasn't feeling the X-Men. She wasn't feeling a lot of those shows. Um, but yeah, she loves Peter Parker. Um, the show she was cool with it. So yeah. That is funny, man. Only comic she was uh, letting me buy from Marvel anyway. That's funny. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, man. Cool. 
So we are going to jump into the episode. Um, excited to talk to y'all today about Avengers Endgame. And to kind of set the table, I'm going to do my typical historian um, job and talk a little bit, not just about like the setup of Avengers Endgame, but the setup of the MCU in general. Mm -hmm. um, so Mark, I'm going to jump in and talk about the, the history of where Marvel was before the MCU started and how we got the MCU. <laughs> feel, free to, <laughs> feel free to jump in. I will. I will. <laughs> when necessary. Um, so I do think this is common knowledge for nerds. Um, but some of y'all may just forget some of the reasons things were the way they are. Um, and I think for folks who just jumped into MCU for Black Panther, which good reason. I ain't, I ain't mad at you. Yeah. I got a Black Panther poster um, at my wall right now. Um, you may not know why things are the way they are. Like, why haven't we seen Storm yet? Like, her and T'Challa have been knowing each other since they were kids. Why isn't Storm in here? I'm going to break it down for y'all. So, in the early 90s, 1995, 1995-1996, uh, Marvel filed for bankruptcy. Um, You're broke, nigga. You're broke. Chapter 11, I believe, bankruptcy. <laughs> and the reason why is because um, there was a big boom of comics in the early 90s. Um, comic comic books got a lot of attention um, for two things, and they're both Superman related. Mm, and, can I guess one? Yes. Was it the death of Superman? Absolutely, okay. Mark. The death of, <laughs> like, if, if in comic book lore, one of the biggest things, and this was the reason I actually started reading comic books in the first place, was the death of Superman. It was one of the best-selling comic books in the early 90s. It was the like news channel started to pay attention to comic books because it was like yeah. the biggest story it i remember was, seeing it on the news I, yeah I, and i wasn't into comics the most i knew about superman was even out the animated series the tim nah. uh, bruce tim nah, i mean I, oh, of course i knew who superman was but i remember seeing on tv like superman dies mm -hmm. and i was like and as a, a child huh yeah superman's dead. <laughs> sparky <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's that's what got my attention. I was like, Superman's dying, and like the news, everybody was covering Superman's dying, so like everybody um, started paying more attention to comic books in general. Just real quick, yeah. Even back then, where we are with comics, that just shows how powerful these characters have are in our culture, not even mm -hmm. pop culture. That the news. This is before internet. The news was like, yo, they killed Superman in the comics. And that was back when, if you read comics, like, you're a nerd. Like, yeah. And it wasn't cool to be a nerd. It's like, yeah. you're a nerd, but they still covered it. That so was, like, Superman had existed for 60 years at that point. Dang. 60 years, and he was, like, primetime news. Mm. Um, So, that was number one. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing, and this was what really start having people like running to comic book stores and the reason that local comic book stores exist or like were like still in existence. I want, I'm gonna give like a, like a few second pause and cause I wanna know how nerdy y'all really are. If you are, if you got it, I want you to send a message to Pop Culture Parenting um, and I'll be like, yes. So I'll pause, press pause, send a message. We'll wait three seconds. All right, if you guess that the reason the comic books like skyrocketed in sales was because of the very first number one action comic, the first show, uh, sign of a superhero, mm -hmm. Superman's first appearance in, in the world 
sold in an auction in like I want to say 1994 for a million dollars. The very it's probably worth way more than that now. Oh yeah. But the very first com- superhero comic book, Action Comics number one, sold for a million dollars in an auction. That's the iconic him holding that green card. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And so when that sold for a million dollars, investors were like, "Yo, y'all need to find the next comic." that is gonna be worth this much money. You gotta buy all the comics and collect them so you can cash out later on like a baseball card. Yeah. So people were starting to buy comic books like baseball cards um, and it wasn't going to last. So like, I mean like Marvel, DC, all these places skyrocketed in profit. Mm -hmm. And so they were just starting to do this, that, and the third. And so I'm going in kind of long. I'll I'll sum it up real quick. (laughs) Um, The bubble bursted and in like 96, 97, or like 95, people just stopped buying comic books the way they did. Because it kind of set oversaturated the market. Oversaturated right? the market and raised up the prices to meet the demand. It was like supply versus demand, mm. so they had to raise up the prices. And when they raised up the prices, the they were really taxing the true comic book nerds, yeah. the true fans. And the fans were like, nope, can't do it. So the true fan, the true fans that were been there from day one are like, all right, we're done. We're done. Y'all, this is just to get the newbies in who are willing to pay this money. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. And the newbies were only there to try to catch the next thing. And if they only sold like maybe a thousand action comics, but they're selling a million of Batman number 25, mm-hmm. you're not going to make no money off of it. Yeah. As soon as you buy it, it's Worthless. worth pennies. Now. Yeah. So they're like, okay, well, I ain't going to make no money off of this. I'm done. I'll move on to something else. And so they filed for bankruptcy. Um, one of the things that they did in order to get out of bankruptcy was to sell their rights uh, to film producers. They weren't making movies. They weren't making TV shows like that. So they were just like, okay, they don't have a studio. All they do is make comic books and do printing. So they're like, okay, who can we sell this to, sell yeah. that to? Um, eventually, the folks like around the time, around this time, there was really close to the 2000s there's really three entities that owned pretty much all the rights to all the characters universal sony eventually it became sony and fox they owned all the big wig characters in marvel so ugh. um it was a dark dark time so <laughs> and at that point marvel was not successful with with like in the in the movies department they had just started to i mean saturday morning cartoons they had just started to be really good in the cartoon place yeah but not in the movie place and then these movies came out in the late 90s that changed everything men in black blade x-men and spider-man mm-hmm. So, Men in Black is a Marvel comic book. Y'all probably didn't know that, but it is. I didn't know it was a Marvel. I knew it was a comic. I, I didn't know it was a Marvel, though. It was eventually owned by Marvel. Okay. Um, so, and Blade and X-Men. So, like, when those three came out, Marvel didn't make that much money, but they made money off of it. They made enough to be like, there's something here. Enough to get out of bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Spider-Man came out. And Spider-Man was huge. At the they time, didn't the get biggest movie in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And they didn't get a lot from it. <laughs> and so they were like, and so their investors were like, look, y'all need to figure out a way to like look like y'all's properties are making money. Y'all need to get into the movie business. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, bet, we are going to start a studio. Um, and we are going to do what we can to make movies off of our property. Here's the problem. Your big wig characters. If you know Marvel 
um, and the comic books that were selling at this time, there were only like three, four things that were selling off the bookshelf that were actually making a profit for Marvel. It was Spider-Man, anything X-related. Yeah. Like there's like four or five X-Men and Wolverine books. Um, and then here and there, you get some Avengers stuff. Avengers was like the lowest of, of all the things that they were when, interested in. When, uh, just to chime in, I remember going out when I heard about the Avengers... For me, that was like that's like really like nerd. Like you, if you were a comic book nerd, you you mess with the Avengers. Like it just it, and even at the time, it seemed dorky. Like what Thor, Iron Man? Mm-hmm. They're a team. They're like a team, you know, yeah. like that sounds really dumb for them to be. The, they were not the. It wasn't a contest on which team was better, Justice League or the Avengers. Oh yeah, Justice League had your all star A team folks going after it. Avengers was like. We can't do it by ourselves. We need to team up. Yeah. That's how it was like when you read an Avengers comic book, or at least how the story was. Because if Spider Man and Wolverine weren't on a team, which they eventually were here and mm-hmm. there, it's not a comic book you're going to read. Like, no. none of those characters at the time, except for sometimes Thor, could hold a, like, could hold their own book well. Yeah. Um, That start. There is two things that happened in the late 90s, early 2000s. That made Marvel be like, yo, we gotta, the, if we can only buy one property, let's get it back. Two stories Civil War and The Ultimates. Um, Civil War, y'all probably know what Civil War is because there was an Avenger, or there was a there was a Marvel movie. Loosely based off the comic, but. Loosely, yeah. yeah. Um, Civil War was one of the best um, uh, limited stories to come out of Marvel ever. Yeah. It's it's an amazing it's story. It's pretty great. If you're not even into comics, I recommend it. It's, it's a, a pretty be, great book. It's a book. fantastic story. Mark Millar is an amazing writer. Yeah. Um, anything he makes is good. Um, and then the other one's the ultimate. So if y'all listen to our Spider-Verse episode, you'll know about the ultimate universe. The Ultimates was the name of the um, Avengers team in the ultimate universe, which had, you can guess it, Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor as some of their chief characters. Um, and so with the success of those stories, uh, Marvel was like, look, we got, we got some money from the success of these movies. We are, there's only one property we can get. We're going to get all of our Avengers back. And so they got the money to get Avengers. And so when you buy the property Avengers, anyone who has ever been an Avenger, you have the rights and properties to, um, except for those who are owned, like they didn't have the rights to anything mutant related because of the Fox deal. They didn't have anything Spider-Man related, including the villains because of the Sony Sony deal. Um, And they couldn't make a standalone Hulk movie because of Universal. But besides that, everything Avengers related, they have the rights to. Um, And and if if I could chime in real quick, it's funny when you look back on it, them selling everything kind of saved them because it got the buzz going Mm -hmm. and it was probably hell to get everything back. But it, it inadvertently, that's what saved them was like selling all their properties and seeing the popularity and, and coming back and regrouping. And it, hey, everyone came home. <laughs> they, they, Eventually. they all came home. <laughs> and so like I'm painting, we're taking some time to paint the picture because when we're going into the, to the 2000s, closer to like 2006, 2007, when it's time for them to be like, what is the, what is the character what is the movie we're going to start off? How are we going to start our, our, build our entire staple of the Marvel Studios on? And they hired Kevin Feige, who was a producer on like all these movies that we had just been talking about. 
And they decided to do two things. One, start with Iron Man, which if anyone asked you was a dumb decision. Yeah. And two, hire Robert Downey Jr., a washed up actor to play Iron Man, which if you asked anybody at the time would have been a dumb decision, except for maybe us, because we were like, he is the perfect. He's the perfect Tony <laughs> perfect Stark. Perfect Tony Stark. Perfect. Off top. Um, and so that's, that's where we are. So that is the picture of where we were when we started the yeah. MCU. And, and you and I talk about this a lot, and I, people, our kids won't get it. Like, when you talk Mar- Marvel, you didn't, who cared about Tony Stark? He was some dude in a in a robot outfit. Yeah. That, and he wasn't even a robot. So in my book, he wasn't even cool. <laughs> <laughs> as, as one who loves what you love. You know, yes. so he wasn't even cool. And, and now it's amazing because not only is Iron Man kind of the face of Marvel, but Robert Downey Jr., all the uh, um, interpretations of Iron Man are based off of him now. Pretty much. It's it's You watch any type of cartoon, comic book, it's, okay, insert Robert Downey Jr. And this, there's your... Keep it going. There, keep it going. Keep it going. Mr. Stark, you've been called the Da Vinci of our time. What do you say to that? Absolutely ridiculous. I don't paint. What do you say to your other nickname, the Merchant of Death? That's not bad. They say the best weapon is one you never have to fire. I prefer the weapon you only need to fire once. That's how Dad did it. That's how America does it. And it's worked out pretty well so far. To peace. Is it cool if I take a picture with you? Yes, it's very cool. I don't want to see this on your MySpace page. Please, no gang signs. No, throw it up, I'm kidding. Assemble my missile. I should be dead already. Unless it was for a reason. I just finally know what I have to do. That doesn't look like a missile. What are you building, Stark? I'm working on something big. To start with Iron Man, who cared about Iron Man? And then when that movie came out, I kind of went to go see it just to go see it. I the, the trailer looked cool, and I was like, okay. And that was it. And I was scared. I was like, this Iron Man. I really want this movie to be good because I was an Iron Man fan in no way, shape, or form like a huge Iron Man fan. If you were to ask me to name ten comic book characters, he wouldn't have made it. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I love the cartoon. That was like my favorite cartoon, one of my favorite cartoons. Um, and I was a Robert Downey Jr. fan. Um, so I was like, man, this like, I want it to be good because I want both of them to do well. I want mm-hmm. Tony Stark and I want Robert Downey Jr. to do well. Got my wish. Um, so we just talked about where they were. Obviously, the bet worked out. They were really successful. And now we're going to talk about how they pulled off this movie. Yeah. Um, I 
Can I, may I please start? You just come from the comic book nerd perspective. <laughs> Go ahead. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, I just got, I got to catch my breath. Y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have, I have to, I have to say this. If you are going to tell anything infinity related, if you're going to talk about the infinity stones, there's certain things that you have to do. And like, if you were, if I was Kevin Feige and they're like, okay, you have to tell um, a story about Thanos and the Thanos versus the Avengers and it's all Infinity Stones related, Infinity Gems related. How are you going to do it? I was like, okay, cool. Well, um, I need all of these characters that we don't need any, we don't have the rights to. We got to figure out how to get them because I can't tell the stories about them. Um, I say all that to say they were able to tell in an infinity story without mentioning Mistress Death, without mentioning Galactus, mm-hmm. without mentioning Silver Surfer, <laughs> and the biggest one of all, the, the hero of the Infinity Gem story, Adam Warlock, did not even make an appearance, not even a name mention in either of the movies. He wasn't in Infinity War and he wasn't in Endgame. And both these movies were amazing. Bruh, it's like the creative balls that it takes to do this. Like, it's like making a Three Little Bears movies without the Woodhouse and without the Big Bad uh, Wolf. And you're gonna see what happens. Well, and they're like, like, figure it out. So, and I think, and and I think that's why this whole thing worked because Hollywood's a copycat industry. So now everyone's planning their universe. We, we don't like people forget like this wasn't planned from the beginning this wasn't like all right iron man one and then infinity war they're like let's see what happens and i personally think why this this series worked so well it happened organically it eventually we got to a point where like okay we're planning movies but this kind of like you know that first Iron Man movie could have been a standalone and that Nick Fury teaser at the end could have just been that just been like hey yep. Nick Fury and then which I will say to this day that's probably the best after credit scene in the MCU it, it it has a soft spot in our hearts because I can't think just, of a better one I really I, can't I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say there's a better one I'm just gonna say like it it was magical. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to like, to do magic like that again. Cause I can only imagine how, cause like you, you way more into comics than me. And I knew who Nick Fury was. And I even kind of, I was like, Oh, Nick Fury's black. And I was like, Oh snap. And I can only imagine like you like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly. I was like, what? What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> cause it's like, like one Nick Fury, you know who Nick Fury is, but like they got Sam Jackson, yeah. Bro. Like that is that is Nick Fury. Like the the ultimate character of of Nick Fury was based off of Sam Jackson, and they got the they got the brother to say yes to it, to say yes to being in a superhero movie, and then one that you didn't even know was gonna be good. And just the the confidence to like let me talk to you about the Avenger initiative. And that, like, people have heard that name, like, what, are they really? And then I, I remember when Iron Man came out, me and a good friend of ours, um, we're just like, how are they going to do Thor? It's going to be so dorky. Like, how are they going to do Hulk? How are they going to do this? How are they going to, you know? And so it just got the ball, the balls moving. And, but it was just so organic, man. And, and just the, the patience 
that it's so rare, especially nowadays in Hollywood, to let these characters breathe. And this is why DC fanboys, no, I'll say DCEU fanboys hate me, whatever. The DCEU is a freaking mess because it's just a cash grab. Like, there's no buildup. Like, we don't care about Justice League because we don't know these characters. Mm-hmm. There was a Wonder Woman movie, and you had a terrible Batman v Superman movie and an okay Superman movie. I wanted movie. that movie to be so good. Who didn't want that I movie? Really want and, that movie and, and I said this before, and I'll say it again. This is why, if you're a DCEU fan, you should be pissed. You live in a world where most people would watch a movie about Ant-Man and Aquaman than watch a movie about Batman versus Superman. That That is our existence. And just take the time to think about if you told that to 1999 Nels, 2004 Nels, you would you probably shoot me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would try to physically harm you. Absolutely, <laughs> I would try to choke the life out of you. And, <laughs> and, and no, that's just, my childhood. <laughs> Nels, die, <laughs> die slowly. I can't breathe. I can't. And no diss to those movies because they're entertaining in their own right, you know. And I got a chance to watch Aquaman. It's a fun movie. I think it's dumb. But it, it's a dumb fun. fun. It's dumb fun. That's why you hired Jason Momoa. Yeah, and he's a great choice for Aquaman. He, he I did haven't great. seen that movie yet. It's fun. It's a I lot of fun. I haven't seen Shazam either. I've, I haven't seen Shazam. My feelings are hurt from Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone back. <laughs> but we want to have fun, and and it's not a cash grab. And they took the time. So you had Iron Man. Then you did the Incredible Hulk, a uh, Hulk, and then you know Captain America, Thor. Then we had the Avengers, and 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 just to get Josh Whedon at the time, it, it's like Marvel cared. I'll say this: this is something you've you've mentioned to me for years, um, and it still holds true. You always say like, just make a good movie. Yeah. Like if you just focus on making a good movie, like that's what we they want. will that's come what we're here for. And <laughs> I think the beautiful thing with Marvel is like. Number one is like they want to make a good movie and everything else is number two. Yeah. It's like, let's make a good movie for our fans and we will figure everything else out. And it, it worked. The, the writer, um, uh, I forget his name, it's something Carlisle. He wrote Sinister. The He's the writer for Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And he was on a podcast that I used to listen to back in the day before he got picked up. And so he came back to his old podcast and they were talking about the Marvel writing room. And he said... He's like, it's pretty amazing because they want to make everything dope. So he says the way the Marvel writing room works is like, oh, and Doctor Strange does this and this happens and this happens. And you bring it to like Kevin Feige or whoever and they read it and they go, okay, that's cool. Now make it cooler. And they give it back to you. And I'm like, what a great like place to work and and respect these characters not like oh you know what's in right now flossing and he needs to do the dougie or Mm -hmm. we need to put in a snapchat reference are you coming hard at shazam no (laughs) (laughs) no 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 because i feel triggered no 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 because that can that can work if it if it adds to your story but like i think there's just such a respect for the characters in marvel and and at the end of the day it's like let's make a dope movie and the rest will follow yeah, yeah and they've done that with all their characters there's been some there's been some misses along the way like iron man 2 was kind of like a studio interfering kind of cash grab kind of thing oh really yeah because even john favreau said that like marvel kind of like interfered and this was before the disney 
uh, buyout too. Yeah, you gotta yeah, think yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So there's like you know, because Iron Man two just doesn't play as well as the first one. No, it doesn't. Um, and then the first Thor, the first two Thor movies, they really didn't know what to do with that guy. Let's keep it one hundred. I don't think anyone knew what to do with Thor. Yeah. Until T, uh, what's his name? Tatwiki. The brother deserves for his name to be known because he figured out, he was like, you got Chris Hemsworth. We need to just make a movie about Chris Hemsworth and his amazing comedic timing. Yes. And the fact that like, he just so happens to be playing a character named Thor, like genius. And they figured worked. it out. Yeah, it worked. But um, but yeah, this thing is so organic. And, and sorry, and Loki chewing up scenery. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's I'm, a perfect I'm, combination, I'm, 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 brother. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth being funny and charismatic, and Loki chewing up scenery. And and equals good movie. And I think once we got, because even even Ultron, I feel like that's maybe it's not the studio's fault but that that movie didn't work as well as avengers but i i like ultron i'm not gonna i'm not i don't want to interrupt you ultron is very polarizing yeah i don't like age of ultron like i i put it as one of the the bottom <laughs> i talked to our frog brothers about this and that's all all of them that's like one of their number ones like they're like that is one of the best movies that has so many dope mm. moments i wouldn't go that far I, neither would I. I wouldn't I go think that they're far. They're tripping, tripping. But, but that's that's the movie they love. In game, it's and and and, and I'm we'll kind of go into in game. In game gives you one moment. If you watch Ultron, it makes in game that much better. The 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 Captain America nudging yes Thor's hammer. Like, that that's five. And 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 that's what I'm saying about this organic willing to take your time and let things breathe that is a five second scene in ultron maybe one of the like worst marvel movies in the in the mcu but it makes for such an amazing moment in endgame so i think that's a, a great transition to the next topic i want to talk about which is how they reward the fans like i really think and i i wonder how folks jumping into the mcu feel about endgame because to, to me, and I'm almost positive any review that you'll hear, this is really a love letter to the fans. It is. And they reward those fans who've been with them since 2008 in every single way, shape, or form. So I'll name a few, mm -hmm. and then like I'd love for you to react to it. Um, one, you were just talking about Thor. The When they were talking about the mission to like do the timescape. Time Thor, heist. Time heist, thank you. Um, <laughs> Thor is just sitting there and like just like begrudgingly explaining the dark world, which yeah. is the worst, <laughs> the worst MCU movie. And he's just like they spent like five good minutes on Thor describing the worst movie, and I feel like they knew what they were doing. They're like, know, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about we're the, dark talk world. the dark world. <laughs> but you know what? I I rewatched Summer Dark World after Endgame, and it doesn't make it better, but it kind of like justifies it. It's not a bad movie. It's Here's not bad. It's not a bad movie. It's just not one of the best MCU movies. Yeah. They're, like, you have to grade on the scale with these movies. Like, the worst MCU movie would be one of the best. <laughs> it, like, <laughs> like, DC like, movies. Uh, and, and that's what uh, another mutual friend of ours, who's a, a, a DC fanboy, uh -huh. DC EU fanboy, and we get into it all the time. And I'm like, dog, Marvel has... Marvel has been granted my benefit of the doubt at this point. When your worst movies 
are Iron Man 2, Thor the Dark World, and like Age of Ultron. What are those like C pluses at the worst? Uh, yeah, at least. You at know, least. like you're granted a lot of a lot of leeway. At the end of the day, they're still solid. And movies. the funny thing is, the movies that you'll say are the worst movies is somebody's favorite. Yeah, yeah. Someone it's somebody's likes favorite. Some I know <laughs> four people who Age of Ultron is in their top three. Mm. Not even top five, their top three. I like Incredible Hulk, and some people will put that at the bottom, and I'm like, that's a really good movie. I like so, it too. I like so it a lot too. It's it's debatable. So that was one. Um this one I've been saving for the podcast. I haven't tweeted. I haven't done anything because I haven't seen anybody mention it. Um, it's a beautiful thing. So when Black Panther comes back and Clint Hawkeye comes out and he has the Infinity Gauntlet and Black Panther looks at him and he's like, Clint, give me the gauntlet. Or give it to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some folks are probably thinking, oh, this is because... Black Panther is one of the folks who's like historically known to have the Affinity Gauntlet. Nah, that's not what I'm talking about. The reason that's so dope is if you go back to Civil War and Clint and Black Panther face off right before they tussle, Clint's like, hi, I'm Clint. Like, I don't think we've met. He's like, hi, I'm Clint. Black Panther's like, I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) And so you fast forward to now. He's Mm. like, Clint. He acknowledges his name. He's like, Clint, give it to me. Like, bro. Yeah, that is so. That's a. That's a. That is so. Subtle. I never thought about that because you know what? I was like, how does he know his name? I was like, how does? How does? Because he introduced yeah, himself. He's yeah, like, hi, I'm Clint, and he's like, Clint, give it to me. Like, oh, so subtle. Yeah, like it's a moment. Like, like most people missed it, but it is that that shows that you care about your storytelling, that you're willing to go back and try to find bits and pieces to like bring this story together and just. Cause it's world building, dog. That's not yeah. a big moment. That didn't make the movie, but it's world building. It yeah. just it shows that these movies matter to these characters, and there's consequences and relationships built back and forth. So that Absolutely. that yeah, thank you for. Cause it was kind of bugging me. I was like, how did how did he know his name? Did they even? I forgot they had a little tussle in Civil War. I obviously paid tussle. That's very my close. tussle. That's, that's a my great, that's uh, a great word. Grown <laughs> grown man word for skirmish. Yeah, <laughs> I am trying to tussle. <laughs> Professor Hulk. Um, Professor Hulk is not super well known in the Marvel world. Um, I do think for folks who are a Hulk fan, they do know at some point um, Bruce and Hulk come to a place where like you have the genius of Bruce Mm -hmm. and the the strength of um, Hulk. I don't know too much about the character, but like that is a thing. Oftentimes, when Bruce's intellect matches Hulk's strength, you get a bad guy. <laughs> Just keep it 100. Um, but Professor Hulk is definitely a, a, a staple in the Marvel Universe. A lot of people know about it. So, with Professor Hulk, I mean, I I, I dug it. I, I'm I'm gonna miss Hulk. Yeah. I think Hulk was like funny, and then just Hulk. Dog, Hulk had some. It, one of my favorite MCU moments. Is in Avengers when Captain America is giving everyone their 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 points like Hawkeye, Stark, and he's like, and Hulk, and Hulk's like, Ugh. he's like, smash, and then Hulk just <laughs> lets loose on what is it, the Chitari or whatever, yeah, yeah. and like that's one of my favorite MCU moments. So I'm kind of sad. I don't think we'll get that Hulk again. Mm. Um, we probably won't. We probably won't. But I'm I'm also kind of like. There's a dope movie in here that we're never going to get about Bruce coming to terms, 
being the Hulk, going back to Bruce, and like merging the two. And I'm like, that might, it might not be a good movie. That needs to be some type nah, of bro, comic. Nah, bro, that would be a great movie. Yeah. That would be a great movie. It needs, there needs to be something there, because like that whole journey, how he decided to be Professor Hulk, is probably really dope. Yeah, I mean, it's been some of the best Marvel stories. Yeah. Like, just his, the dynamic of Bruce versus Hulk, like the Jek Jekyll and Hyde, like, it is a tale as old as time, as they say. <laughs> there, 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 there is, man, there was a post, and I wish I remembered it to give the guy credit, but he, he wrote a post about, <laughs> he wrote a post, and he's like, Thanos, he's like, y'all understand, Thanos whooped the Hulk's ass so bad, he turned him into upright citizen. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like you understand you gotta get your ass beat so hard that you get your life together and like, become yo, a I better just, person what am I doing with myself man why am I out here just trying to fight people like man I need to go back to school I need to get my degree <laughs> he said, that's real Thanos whooped his ass into being a good person but um and you know like those ass whoopings exist they do <laughs> they like, do you know I ain't living there's right. people who like this is not this is not the road I, I want to walk this. <laughs> um I got I got a few more. Yeah. So yeah. um They did a shout out to A Force. So I'm not sure if you know about A Force. A Force is the all ladies Avengers team. Um they did it like I don't I won't want to say sudden uh subtly. I it think was they were pretty subtle. deliberate. There's nothing subtle. It kinda it. seemed a little forced. <laughs> There's um, absolutely no subtle. And some folks are probably just like, why are why are all why are they so deliberate about all the ladies doing there? Part of the reason I was like with it, even though it kind of seemed forced, is like it's a shout out to A Force. Like yeah. that's kind of a, a, a big deal and it's kind of a dope team. It had a short storytelling, um, but it's like a thing that Marvel fans know. It's like, oh wow, like okay, there's a little A Force. Might be a potential movie in there, who knows? Um, yeah. Yeah, because I'm glad you brought this up because this scene it has a little controversy and there's always gonna be butthurt people. Like, dog, there's people who walked out of this movie. When one of the Russos in the beginning is having uh, the 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 support group, the support group mm -hmm. with Cap, and he's I guess he's gay because he says he's on a date with a dude, yeah, and there's yeah. been reports of people who like got up and walked out. And I'm like, dude, like if that, if that was my parents, I'm like, what the fuck, mom? And like I would be pissed. I'm like I have waited my entire life. life. You're going to go. <laughs> this gay man talk about his problems. I'm trying to see what happens with that, like. So that that just blows my mind. No, so we're leaving. No, dad. yeah, that that, that that blows my mind, man. That did, I'm like, that would piss me off if I was a kid. But anyway, but there's a lot of people who are saying, oh, Marvel's turning uh, social justice warrior and feminist, especially because Captain Marvel got a lot of good or bad. There's a lot of discussion and, and backlash. But I think what's her name who plays Captain Marvel? I think she's very polarizing. I think you're either with on board with her. Or you think she's a little too much, and I think she's part of the reason why that movie has controversy, not just because what Marvel does with like that. Her as a person, yeah, yeah, because oh, okay. she, she's very outspoken in her views on on um, feminist issues and blah blah blah. And so I, I, you know, it's the age of the internet, and people got a pro. I got a problem with what you said, and blah blah blah. So I have some some feelings about Captain Marvel as a character, as a movie character, and how Brie Larson plays her. But I, it has nothing to do with any of that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, 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 I think going back, I don't know if I would have cast her. She did a good job, and she's fine. And now that she's here, I don't have a problem with her. I don't know if I would have cast her as Captain Marvel though. I wouldn't have. Um, a lot of people said they should have cast um, 
uh, what's her name from Game of Thrones, who was supposed to be married to Joffrey and then was supposed to marry. Oh, she would have been a great captain. Yeah, they're like, she would have been perfect. She would have. Yeah. She would have. My thing is, um, Brie Larson is such a good actress. She is. She's she is. an amazing actress. I just, so I'll quickly talk about this. I think what they have to do is like tell Brie Larson to not act like who Captain Marvel is, but who <laughs> she thinks Captain Marvel should yeah, be. Yeah. Because the problem is she did a too good of a job playing Captain Marvel. Yeah. Captain Marvel's boring. <laughs> she's she's a boring character. Her problems are she has a Superman. She's issues. Marvel Superman. She's Marvel Superman. She <laughs> she can do anything. She's a great leader. Everyone loves her. Um, her problems are the situations that she's in. Yeah. And that's boring. Yeah. Like yeah. she can add so much character into that character. Yeah. Cause she's such a good actress. More than just like I'm such a badass. Look at me. It's like yeah, that's cool. But like we like characters because of their their growth and what they become and their their personal demons and blah she, blah blah yeah i mean like she just needs to let loose because she yeah. can rock the hell out of that character she's a great actress man go watch room she she is, go watch anything else she yeah. is in except for captain marvel she, she's, she's pretty, amazing she's pretty great but um but to that a4 scene I, it's funny because when that happened, I, I was already caught up in a bunch of emotions. So I even <laughs> teared up when I was like, "Oh, they got all the girls together," you know? <laughs> like, 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 like okay, hold on. how many times was, did you cry during the bro? Game? I think I think I cried maybe about five times. Yeah, probably the same for me. Four yeah. to five times in this yeah, movie. Absolutely. We can name the, all the, that last thirty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just all these all these feelings. Yes. But uh, but I remember, and I was watching the movie with my wife. And I saw it, and that scene got me. But then I turned to her. I'm like, "What do you think about that?" And my wife's like, "That's kind of cheesy." Mm -hmm. And it's just because, not because they got all the girls together. And even the Russo said they 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 know it was kind of pandering. They don't care. They had a story and a message to tell, and they wanted to do it. So fine. But I was like, balls. I was like, why would all these women on this battlefield be in the same place at this very moment? And then for me, I I, I think movies should have messages. I think they should correlate with the the things we're going through in the world today and they should be progressive and our ideas and thoughts i'm all about that i personally hate being taken out of the movie to be like you get it message message, message. <laughs> i i personally i i hate that um because i'm really in the story and i i really love when a movie can make me think and go back like damn that's kind of like this or that's kind of like that in our world mm. i like that when the movie's like okay now you go figure it out I hate when a movie's like, you get it? Hey! They, if they <laughs> had the time, they could have made it make sense. Yeah. It'd be like, make it a little more natural. Um, but they they had a message, like you said, and they had the balls and the yeah. ability to do it. But so. I'll also say, it's their fault because they didn't develop any of these female characters in their past movies. And it's kind of like, hey, here you go. Here's all the girls. It, it, it's like, Oh my goodness, you're right. You know, like they did. Who who did they develop female character wise besides Captain Marvel? Really, like, and if you let's be careful when we say develop because y'all are probably thinking like, but I love Sherry, but I love um Wasp. Like you do because the actors and a the actresses did a damn yeah. good job. Yeah, like, they took what they got and made you fall in love with them. Mm -hmm. But like the story didn't really expand on like them as people. Like. You don't know too too much about them except for like what you've been able to see. Like, like the the 
there is so much story that hasn't been wasp is one of the most legendary avengers mm -hmm. like they need to make a wasp movie or they need to do they need to make uh Avenger, i forgot her name they need to make the wasp character huge because she was the leader of the avengers at one point really yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she was like a damn good leader when, she when i saw ant-man and the wasp i'm like okay she need this should be the wasp and also Ant-Man's here. That that one movie, <laughs> for its faults, it really played out how good the Wasp is. Yeah. She's better than Ant-Man. She's so much better. Yeah, than she's... I mean, that's that's straight from the comics. If I, if I, was, if I was Captain Ant -Man. America, I would slowly stop calling <laughs> Ant-Man. Like, is, hey, is your, is your lady there? Is, is she there? Is, I, is she I, busy? I mean, if you're free, but if cool. she's free... Can you bring her? <laughs> But um, but yeah, I mean, hey, whatever. Marvel's taking a stand on a lot of things, and Disney as a company has never been afraid to take chances and diverse when the time is right to do so. I don't want to give them all the credit because there was a movie, there was a review this guy did about Black Panther when it came out, and he said, "Look, it's great, it's it's amazing. The revolution is not going to happen through Disney." No. You know, and I'm like, yeah, there's something to be said there. There is yeah. something like it's not going to happen through Disney. The world's not going to change through Disney. Representation's not going to change through them. But that doesn't take anything away from what Black Panther did and what all these movies are doing with with their diversity. There's a whole. I mean, we obviously got to do an episode of Black Panther because there's a whole. The Black Panther meant a lot to different people in different ways, and I think there's some false things that people took from Black Panther that they're just going to be disappointed. Mm. Um, but I clearly love that movie. Yeah, I have it? I have just in this room alone, like four or five different Black Panther movies. It, it might it it might be one of my favorite MCUs. It's gonna be a battle. I think Endgame when it comes to it, Endgame and Guardians the first Guardians, I think, are my favorite, but Black Panther, man, it's Black Panther is my favorite. It's not the best one though. Mm -hmm. I still think even oh, I, I may need some distance from Infinity War and Endgame to truly appreciate it. In my mind, Winter Soldier is still number one. But I and, good, and yeah. it's tough yeah. for me to say that. I I can defend it, but we can we'll talk about it later because <laughs> I can defend why I think it's better than Civil War and and the other two movies. But that's that's a whole other conversation. So. Um, I'll just do one more because because we got some other stuff to talk about. Falcon when he when when it is Cap versus the entire Thanos army. Can I? And Falcon, go ahead, go ahead. On your left. Yes. Dog, no, that's on when the tears left. started. Yes. That's when the tears started. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so happy. Um, on your left. If you watch Winter Soldier when Falcon um, first arrives in the MCU, um, Cap Cap is running around like in DC and he's constantly saying on your left because he's passing Falcon and Falcon hates it. Yeah. And you can tell the whole time he's like, I'm going to get you back. I don't know. I'm going to get you back because I'm not a super soldier. I'm going to get you back. And however many movies later, he gets him back. Man. And, and, and in what a way to get it back to. Such a great, like, and you, you know what's funny? It, the waterworks started right before that for me because that scene where Cap's fighting Thanos mm -hmm. and Thanos just goes ham on him and he cracks the shield. Dog, my theater was dead silent, right? And probably a, a row in front of me was a little boy. And this is all I hear in my movie theater. Get up, Captain America! Get oh up! God. And 
I was like, oh Ball no! <laughs> I was like, that would, I think I'm tearing up right now. I was like, oh no! I was like, yeah, little boy. Like, dog. No, like, so much faith in Captain America. And I was like, but yo, like, like how we got here. That I was like, man, that is amazing that this kid got to witness this at in his childhood and grow up with these characters. And 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 that's the difference between the MCU and the DC DCEU. Yeah. Not once was I like, yeah, Superman, get up, do mm-hmm. it. Okay, Batman, because I don't care about them. Mm-hmm. Dog, we don't want Captain America to die. We don't want any of these characters to die. And like to, and that little boy hit it in a nutshell. I was like, this is why people love this universe. He said what we were feeling. Yes, get up, Captain America. And I was like, oh, oh God. You know, not like this. <laughs> you, you know, you know. There's that. There's that scene in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood where, um, oh, what is his name? That Mustang's friend dies. Spoilers for Full Metal Alchemist. Which uh, one? The the uh, the guy who always loves his daughter. And always, oh yeah. And they're burying him, and his daughter's like, "Why are they throwing that dirt on Daddy?" And everyone's just like, they keep. They're just like, "Oh God!" <laughs> nobody, nobody can keep it together. No one has the strength. And like that's how I was, and that little boy was cheering on Captain America. Full Metal Alchemist punches you in the gut so many God. times. They're like, "Oh, you think it's a cartoon?" <laughs> 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 you think you grown? But um, but yeah, man, that whole when those portals open up and everyone's coming out, when Black Panther comes out, I love how he, he was the first one to come out. Too. And, and I love it. Yeah, and that like, man, I, I I feel like I know what that what Marvel's trying to say, but I feel like that's an in universe like like that. I'm trying to get the words here. Like Black Panther is it's he is. The, the powerhouse kind mm. of it's like he it, it, it does say a lot that he was the first one to show up because it wasn't Doctor Strange it wasn't Spider-Man it was Black Panther and 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 he just looks at he gives Captain America this look like yeah dog I'm back yeah I'm, I'm back, back. We, we got it's you over. <laughs> it's over like it's over dog don't worry you did good I got this mm-hmm. we got this and it's just it's that teared me up when he walked out and then when all the portals walked out he got a big chair in um in my audience when Black Panther showed up. I think Spider-Man got the biggest chair though when when Peter swings out of his portal. But I think that's because how he went in in Infinity War. Yeah, I think I know what kind of theater you went to. Because <laughs> I was in a I was in the Magic Johnson theater. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. people were still cheering for Black Panther yeah. <laughs> even when everyone else was out. Yeah, 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 we're here now. It's yeah, open now, Thanos. Yeah, yeah, that's Black Panther. Uh, if, if you're not worried about hearing dialogue, find any Magic Johnson theater <laughs> near you and go. We saw, uh, it wasn't a Magic Johnson theater, but it might as well have been. It was one of my favorite movie going experiences. We saw a White House Down. Yes, in, in Chinatown. The, in Chinatown in D.C. It was one of the greatest movie experiences of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and so, do yourself a favor, find a Magic Johnson theater near you and go now. That's what they were made for. Yeah, but... And, um, and I appreciate it took a, mar- a movie like um, Avengers Endgame because everything was sold out. There was a couple white people there and mm-hmm. like they got a taste of a Magic Johnson theater and yeah. they were not ready. <laughs> but not? it was something like are Avengers they, like, all together. The movie? <laughs> they were just like, oh, I can clap. <laughs> I can scream. <laughs> Here, great. Sharon, oh man, they're really, they're really into this Black Panther. Guy. <laughs> they're like, okay, I like him too, but yeah. not this much. But you guys are still clapping for him. But um, but yeah, man, that and and then I mean, I don't know if this is next on your list, but 
I that whole last hour. I'm just. It's probably important. Yeah. That that is movie magic. That is why movies exist. That's why Hollywood exists. And I'm gonna put the flag in the sand. I don't think we'll ever get a bigger thing than Endgame. I don't think there will be anything. And when I mean bigger, I just mean the whole like how this happened, how all these characters, this universe. I mean, we're talking over 50 characters. Different properties. I don't think we'll ever see anything like that ever again. It's kind of sad, but I think you're right. You know, and I I just don't think it's possible. Super Smash Brothers (laughs) (laughs) movie. But but even then, even then, oh, now you got me. Now you got me. I'm like, damn, dog. And Super Smash Brothers run deep now. (laughs) (laughs) Running with Super Mario? Man, but hey. But I just don't think it's gonna happen. And and uh, uh, a friend of ours, we argued, and he really downplayed this movie. He's like, "Oh, they're gonna win," and and like we knew they're gonna win. I'm like, "That is not the point." Like, of course we knew they're gonna win. There's no way Black Panther makes a billion dollars and that's his last movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Plus, no. It's comic books. It's comic books, and it's not about the deaths. It's about how the characters deal with it. Mm-hmm and their world and I think we kind of skipped over it the first hour of this movie people say it's slow it I loved it I loved everything like the whole like dealing with this failure um how they ran up on Thanos the Thanos chilling memes in the Avengers show are like I love the internet they're so (laughs) so um okay so I want to say my favorite scene because it's in there and you've talked about a few of your favorite scenes but my favorite scene is Cap and I think I mentioned this already. Cap standing there, tightening up the shield over the wound, and walking up to Thanos and all of Thanos' armies is directly from the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, really? Comic. Yeah. Instead of like his army, it's just Thanos. Mm-hmm. And it's Thanos versus Cap. And Thanos had just killed everybody. Like, everyone was dead. He killed Hawk. He killed Iron Man. It was Captain America was the last person there. And Cap's like, well, if one of us stands up, then you haven't won. Yeah. And starts walking towards him. And mm. in that in that exact scene, they play it out, but even crazier, they did it in an even more beautiful way. Yeah. In the movie than in the comic book. And I was like, this is it. This is this is I I have this is why I'm so invested in this stuff. Yeah. Like you rewarded like my I could have not pictured seeing this in a way when I first read the Infinity Gauntlet. And I think Kevin Feige has done a great job with rewarding comic book fans, but not isolating the general public. Yeah, and I think that's a hard line to cross because comic book fans are crazy. Yeah, and it's like you didn't. There's a lot of book purists out there for anything, but just to like not isolate your audience, but like, hey, comic book nerds, if you read this, remember this, and still, I I I, I hate when people are like, well, if you read the comic, if you read the book, well, I'm not I'm not reading the comic or the book. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the movie. So it should all be explained in the movie. And Marvel has never like led us astray with their storytelling or their Easter eggs. Easter eggs should be that. They should be Easter eggs. They shouldn't you shouldn't have to read this side story or play the video game to get something in the book or movie. Or you, you know what I'm trying to say. I feel you. So there's 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 three quick things that I want to talk about and, and we're gonna wrap up. Uh, first, I just want to give a big shout out to Thanos. Thanos is 
like this movie did not hurt him being one of the best uh, characters of all time. I got a quote. This is a quote from one of my frat brothers, Otis. He said, bruh, if there was a restaurant with fortune cookies with only Thanos quotes, he'd go. <laughs> and I was like, yep, I would go too. Like the, the man's one-liners, even in this movie too, like when Scarlet Witch is like, you took everything from me. He was like, I don't even know don't you, even but know you know what? You. I probably did. I probably did, but you know, that's what I do. That's what, like, like the, the, the dude, I just, I'm so excited to see what the next 10 years holds for villains because like he just created a foundation of like the, everything you want from a villain you got from Thanos. He was like scary. He was charismatic. Mm -hmm. He was emotionally grounded um and sinister at the same time yeah and like when he showed emotion it was scary yeah for everyone involved he, he's the kind of character you even subconscious you're like man i hope he doesn't get emotional because that means we're fucked yeah, yeah <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> when he was like you know what i'm i'm done with y'all he brought his entire army but um i i do think like they not they didn't drop the ball with thanos but like I, I, I guess I was wanting more Thanos. You'll always want more. You always Thanos. want more <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> you know, in this. And um, I think his turn when he realized that he was going to uh, erase everything, I feel like that should have been a little bit more scarier mm. than it was. Yeah. But I do like he's like, he's like oh, a universe that I thought would be f grateful. So ungrateful. In yeah. <laughs> you know, but it shows the arrogance of him that he's just gonna start everything over um but like i was i i love to see who's his boys his like horsemen or whatever uh the dark order or something like that i, I love ebony maw i didn't know anything about ebony maw until infinity war and when he died i was like oh i kind of like that guy so that to see him back I, I i really i really dug that bro you need to read the comics is if he, you like him? Yeah. Then, then granted, there he's a little bit more cooler in the, in the. No, he's pretty cool in the comic. You should read the comic. Yeah, he seems like a pretty cool character. So the question that I have for you before mm -hmm. we wrap it up is, um, if you could have done anything differently for Avengers Endgame, what would you have done? And I will start if it's so okay. Yeah, because that's yeah. There's only really two things I would have done differently. Instead of Cap getting the hammer. I would have given the hammer to someone who has actually had um, the powers of Thor already. Um, so, like a Bill, what's that guy? Bill Ray. Better Ray Bill. Better I Ray would Bill. have had Better Ray Bill come into this movie. Can you? What is he? Better Ray <laughs> Bill is an alien. Okay. Um, the part of the reason, so there's a reason that uh, most of the folks in our generation know Better Ray Bill. Bill is because he was Thor in like around the time where we were growing up. Okay. Thor had like wasn't worthy anymore better ray bill was worthy um and then he got his own like um stormbreaker is better ray bill's actual weapon it's not thor's weapon mm, okay. um and so like you know him because he blew up in the early 90s yeah um and he's just like a horse face goat face <laughs> badass yeah. he's um so in the battle world where hulk was battling folks better ray bill was the original champion of it. Yeah, because in the Planet Hulk cartoon movie, that's who Hulk fights. Yeah, because he was the champion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would have had Better Ray Bill come out just because like the fan in me wants to see Better Ray Bill. And in 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 Ragnarok, 
there's a statue. There's a statue of him in Ragnarok. Now, if you want to go with the let's not create new characters for Endgame because there was 59 characters already, (laughs) um, then I would have had Jane Foster get the hammer and be Thor. Mm -hmm. Because in the comic books, Jane Foster was Thor for a bit. Yeah. Um, And it was really good. Like, I don't know if you've ever read any of the Thor, any of y'all have read the Thor comic books, the female Thor. It's, It's pretty entertaining. I enjoyed a couple of the series. So... If Natalie Portman doesn't mm-hmm. hate Marvel anymore, it would have just been dope to see her get the hammer. All of a sudden, her hair is blonde. Next thing you know, she's Thor. That would have been dope. Shout out to Natalie Portman for getting a check for just waking up. <laughs> do, do you think that was that in no, the movie, or did they just cut? She actually filmed it. So the the word on the street is is that that was a body double. Uh, and they grafted her face onto the body. Yeah, because she said she's done. Yeah. I'm like, yo, come back. Come why back. would you why, why would, would you, you be done? Bro, I know the first two weren't that good. But yeah. Like, but you like Thor is hot in the streets right now and he's still not over and I, I think they're leaving oh in for her because you Thor is still clearly not over her. Nah, he's not over her. So I think they're like leaving it open. Um but yeah, my bad, I don't wanna interrupt. And then the second thing I would have done. Um, was introduced Soul World. Well, not introduced, because they kind of explained Soul World. So, um, Soul World, the Soul Gem is, one of the big things that the Soul Gem does is, besides like connect people to the soul, is that there is a world inside the gem called the Soul World. Um, That's where like Adam Warlock lives for a long time. It's where, I believe, where Thanos wakes up and sees uh, young Gamora. I think he's in Soul World, but I'm not 100% sure. Instead of all the characters coming back from a snap, I would have had them all had been in the Soul World and escaped the Soul World. Because mm. Soul World's a pretty big deal in Marvel history, so I would have done that. And, the only two and that is the Soul World, that's that, um, that's when Thanos sees Young Gamora and she's like, what did it cost? I think so. Everything. I think that's <laughs> Soul World. I think that's what they were trying to do with Soul World, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay, okay. I'm with it. You, you have some very comic book fan nerd alterations and i i can dig them uh, a bill ray a bill billy ray better ray better bill. ray bill that would have been cool i don't think there's like you said there's the time to do it but man no. cap grabbing that that sword that that i mean hammer, it wasn't bad oh selfie hey right. <laughs> it's a big big cheer moment like some type of flashback or something and seeing hulk uh deal with and become Professor Hulk. That would have been nice, yeah. You know, just seeing how he got there. Um, dude, I really dug the first hour of this movie, so I don't know if if it could have been a little mini-series, a little... Because um, I was really into The Leftovers that has a simpler concept mm. and where a, a part of the population just disappears and there's no reason why and it's with that... How would that change the world? How would we deal with that as a society... What would matter to us? Would insurance change? Would technical what is being alive and death change? I think all that stuff is very interesting. Um, I mean, man, this, this it's not a perfect movie, but it's damn near, is really enjoyable. I think doing a little bit more character study on how they're dealing with their failures in the beginning, the, after the snapture, you know, in the Snapchat, I forgot who coined that. I didn't make that up, but someone coined that, and it's pretty dope. And I'm sticking with it. The but uh, <laughs> um, I'm not really satisfied with how they ended Black Widow. 
Me neither. And her being the sacrifice. Um, I, I think we're getting like, her back, though. Yeah, I think we're getting her back, too. But I don't know. I, I, I kind of would have want, wanted to see her on that battlefield. And I don't know how else they could have handled that soul stone situation. Um, yeah, it's fine. But like going back, I don't, I don't know how I would have changed it. But I don't know if I would have made the whole Natasha or Hawkeye sacrifice one of themselves because I like the fact I like Hawkeye's story. I like how he he lost everything. So, and they kind of didn't even really dwell on it in the Hawkeye movie. Not even a movie, maybe a comic. He, he, his turn seemed so logical, like, he lost everything, good people disappeared, and y'all evil mugs got to stay, no, it ain't going out like that, I'm yeah. killing all y'all, yep. and I'm like, yo, like, just a, a, a hell-bent Hawkeye killing cartel leaders, Yakuza, that, that sounds really dope. We like saw I, two minutes of that, and it was fire. It was fire. <laughs> it was fire. But like that, like just a a, a a a man on fire movie starring Hawkeye sounds pretty cool. It looks pretty. It looks pretty good. <laughs> you know, um, I I think uh, man, I I really like Cap getting the hammer. I don't think I changed that. Um, I don't know, man. I don't think there's a lot. I would change just because I think the story they were trying to tell and they did worked out. I think I get a little bit more Thanos and and I think I'd get more emotion out of Thanos when he realizes that he lost and and that he cuz his whole thing is like he's like I'm doing y'all a favor. And like I know it seems harsh but I'm doing y'all a favor. So him like being he took more, defeat really well for someone who doesn't lose like that. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Um, yeah, man. I don't think I. And, and I know as soon as we finish recording, I'm like, oh, this, this, this. But I think I'm just so. This movie for me was such a good like. It was such a good meal. Yeah. I was just full and content, yeah. and just you know, and yeah. I just and I just walked out that theater not wanting anything else. You know, there was no end credit scene. I was that was fine with me. I was just so content with the way they ended this this thing that they had to juggle. Could they done better things better along the way? Yeah, like looking back, there's stories they could avoid telling or maybe told better. But it just all wrapped together so good for me. And then quick little note: so the I am Iron Man snap. Yeah. Which the mm-hmm. Iron Man snap? Uh, you know that wasn't planned. No, what do you mean? Yeah, so you would think, right? I am Iron Man. You think they planned it from the get go. So they wanted Tony to say something. Mm-hmm. They just they, nothing was really working. So they're like, all right, well, he's just not going to say anything. He's just going to snap. And apparently, if I'm getting the story right, when they were editing, the editor was like, "Why not he just say I am Iron Man?" And the Russos was like, "Oh shit, get 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 Robert Downey Jr." And they did it like like with like a day. They did that scene in a day. They're like, "That's a great idea." And so they it worked out, and they did that scene in one wow. day. So that wasn't even gonna be in the movie. That was a perfect way to end it, though. Right, right. And it's just funny, like we talk about like it being organic. Like sometimes those things just have to happen. It's great to like plan things out, but sometimes you gotta let things happen mm. and let characters and story. Develop. That guy definitely. Definitely got some money after that. Yeah, <laughs> what a great way to end that character, though, man. Yeah, just the way it started. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. So let's wrap up. We're at time. Um, literally, we're at time. So, um, 
the, going back to our kids, so there's there's Marvel movies aren't going to end. There's going to be a new phase that comes up, and um, the, this next phase is going to be kind of pivotal in our kids' lives because they'll actually be old enough to retain mm-hmm. some of the things that are going to come out. So, in the next two phases in Marvel, what would you want to see come out? What characters would you want to see develop? Not just for you, but to keep in mind for for Kosi. Yeah. Uh, and for and for your nephew Ian, like what things would you want to see? Characters, stuff like that. I would. I mean, I would love to see. I don't know if we could get it. Miles get into this universe. Mm. Um, I know she's not really beloved in the comic book world like Miles, but I would really love to see Ironheart kind of get her way in here. Talk about polarizing. <laughs> yeah, like, and I don't know much about her. All I know is that you love her or hate her. It's not yeah. like a Miles. Like, people love Miles, but Ironheart, people love her or hate her. But I think for, like, young young girls, young black girls, seeing someone like that, I think uh, Shuri, um, they could set her up to be very important in this universe. I would love to see something where, like, her and Reed Richards are like developing technology, things like that. Um, I don't know a lot of Marvel deep cuts because, mm-hmm. like, I just I was a DC person growing up. Yeah. So when it comes to deep cut people, I I, I mean I don't know at this point. I'm kind of just waiting to see what happens. I I think they need to do their female characters some justice mm-hmm. in this next and and really develop some and have some dope movies beyond like black widow um but at this point man i i'm i'm riding on such good faith i think they know what they're doing the ball's in their court and they're going to do right by all their new fans because they've created new fans and they know they've created new um groups of fans and people demographics that like these movies i think we're going to get like you said the the a force yeah i think we're going to get that i think we're going to see miss marvel eventually Kamala Khan. I think that's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we're gonna get a Marvel Rising. What's that? It's. It's this. I don't know if it's new, but it's. It's Squirrel Girl. We're not getting Squirrel Girl. It's. It's Spider Gwen. Oh yeah yeah yeah. The, we're, we're not getting any of those. That's. That's a new cartoon that's out. Okay. And then the 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 Hispanic girl who's she's not Captain America Chavez. Yeah, America. Yeah. Um. But maybe we'll get a, a, a Disney Plus movie or I, I mean apparently Squirrel I keep seeing Squirrel Girl and I don't know why the life of me she keeps appearing in my life. Squirrel like, Girl is <laughs> it's because she's unbeatable. Squirrel Girl took down Thanos in like a page. She's unstoppable. <laughs> the powers of a squirrel. But I, I think just in, 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 and I'm gonna wrap up here. But I think just the way movies and TV are going, I think we're gonna get a lot more female protagonists out of the MCU. I think we might get some like some gay and trans characters and superhero. I know a lot of people are like, no, not in my mind. You know, I'm not here to talk about that right now. I'm just saying that's what I think we're gonna get. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I, I feel like, yo, know, you can feel how you feel, but like these groups of people exist and to like act like they don't is kind of like delusional. Yeah, I, I would just throw out there the, for those folks who don't want to see a um, a gay or a trans superhero, 
just to like be a little bit of a realist for you if we're doing the numbers if you're trying to like see this in real life there's already a gay superhero all them folks on screen one of them one of them already <laughs> one of them one of them statistically <laughs> they may they may not have be out but one of them are gay and i'm not talking about the actors i'm talking about the straight up character yeah one yeah. of them is 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 not straight so like get it together <laughs> we're just talking numbers here get yeah. it together um so and Fantastic I, Four. I got. I'm. I'm so ready to see that done right. Finally, our our lists are pretty similar. Um, so the first three characters that I want to see are all ladies. Um, Kamala Khan, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Marvel. She is. It's a great uh, comic book. I think every it's time fun. we talked about a comic book, I've mentioned. Like, you put me on it. It's out. a nice, fun book. It is. It's yeah. It's a great book. Like it doesn't take too much uh, mental dexterity to read. Like it's fun. It's enjoyable. She is a great character. I really think that teenagers can relate to her well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, yeah, she is a Muslim character and like dope. Cause again, if you do the numbers, there's probably already one we just ain't we just ain't know yeah. yet. Kamala Khan's awesome. I can't wait to see her. She-Hulk is mm. one of the most vital members of Avengers, and she has yet to be represented in this because there's Hulk. I think with this new phase, we can maybe get She-Hulk. I'm not saying she should get her own movie. I, don't, I actually don't think the character's strong enough to get her own movie, but she should definitely be a yeah. person in like the next team up movie. Oh, the fan um, art. I am yeah, the fan <laughs> art. The fan <laughs> art. <laughs> Horrible. Um, the next character uh, that I'm excited for is Monica Rambeau. Um, she is Spectrum. She was one of the original Captain Marvels. She, her character was introduced um, in the Captain Marvel movie. Um, if you love the black characters in Marvel like I do, then you already know who Spectrum is. She's like, she's like the analog, she's like the right analog for Marvel. She's like lights, mm-hmm. power and stuff like that. I'm just excited because I think she will be introduced and done really well in the Marvel universe. And then everything else is just like things that I want to see. So. I want to see Storm and T'Challa get married or get together. Mm-hmm. Like I just—that's the last thing I want to see. I can—I can die a good man if, if I see Storm happen. and T'Challa get together, and, and that's the last thing I need. Yeah, that is the—that that is it. I'm—I would have seen everything I want to see. Movies Definitely powerful. They're—they're—they're they're, they're the Obamas of the MCU. They are the Obamas <laughs> of the MCU. Um, now these are things I would like to see. I would like to see Morph and Mister Sinister. Uh, represented more mostly because oh, of the cartoon <laughs> our history with more than the cartoons um and mr sinister is just a creepy dude yeah and like i'd love to see him represented in the movies um i'm with you i want to see a good fantastic four movie um even though we've seen two of them in the incredibles mm-hmm. like we've we've seen good cap uh fantastic four movies but i'd like to see like they're the first family of marvel um, they deserve to have a good movie. I'd like to see it. And last but not least, I want my son to know about Doctor Doom. Like mm, done right. I yeah. He it, it when I think about legacy, like Doctor Doom is one of the greatest villains of all time. He's inspired some of the best villains that we have. Yeah. And he has not. He has not done in an epic nature that he deserves to be. No. He, Doctor Doom, could have done Infinity War and Endgame by himself. He could have figured yes. that out. He could have he beat Thanos. Him. 
him. Like honestly, like it's it's and people are like, why is Doctor Doom such a big deal? Imagine Batman with Doctor Strange powers and like just like the sheer will and determination to have power because he is cocky enough to think that he can rule the universe. And when he's done it, he's been great at it. Yeah. <laughs> like Doctor Doom yeah. is such a great character. I've actually written a story, a short story about Doctor Doom because I've been so motivated really? to get some type of yeah story on. Like yes, can you share it? I will share. It. All right. Yeah, it's not done yet. Okay. We can. We can. I, I can show it <laughs> like, I want my son to know about Doctor Doom. Um, I want him to to know how badass of a character he is, um, and I want him to see it done right. Yeah. Um, I think to piggyback on something you said real quick, I'm I'm eager to see how Kevin Feige uh, brings in the X Men and how they exist in this world where we already kind of have metahumans and why mutants are going to be persecuted and discriminated against. I you know that always seemed weird to me. It's like y'all live in a world where Spider Man and the Hulk exist. And I guess technically they're not mutants, but what's the difference between them and the X-Men? And why like are the X-Men... In the comics or like... Yeah, in the comics. coming up? You no, know, in the comics that always... I was like, why do people hate the X-Men but everyone loves Spider-Man? Yeah. And I want to see how they... In a movie world, how they... Whatever they're going to do to bring the X-Men in here, why is the world going to be scared of mutants? I'm yeah, interested to see gotta, how they do you that. You got to go through the persecution part. Yeah, right? you got to. You got to. That's, that's, yeah, it's an important part of it. Introduce this world, these movies to our kids. One thing I'm going to do, I am not going to show Kosi these movies in chronological order because I think it does a disservice to all the movies. I'm going to show her the way they came out because I feel like if you watch them in chronological order, there's things that like, lose meaning and easter eggs that you you know what i'm saying like there's things about captain america first avenger that like are like very like oh cool but you have to watch iron man first you have to watch incredible hulk first otherwise it's not going to have any weight so and that's just me personally i don't think these movies should be watched for the first time in chronological order i think you should watch them the way they came out the way they were intended to be seen and then, if you want to go back and watch my order, do it like that. Yeah, it is. I I agree, hundred percent. I'm curious. I, I want I want to see how Ian does it. You like, oh, okay? Because he's he's already seen Black Panther like five times at one year old, <laughs> at one year old age. Um, so I'm want I'm gonna want to be like, so where did Bucky come from? And like, yeah. Okay. Well, these are the movies he came from. What you gonna do? Mm. And so maybe he'll go to Winter Soldier, and then he like. What is, where, like how did this happen then he'll want to go here and there like I want to see how he does it gotcha um, he's a completionist I believe yeah. so we'll, we'll, so am I we may listen. Yeah. all of my complete Transformers movies but anyway <laughs> yeah. so <laughs> thanks for listening everyone um, thanks for tuning in to uh, the pop cult um, we have a new episode every month you can find us on all social media at pop cult parent p-o-p-c-u-l-t-p-a-r-e-n-t pop cult parents you can email us at popcultparent at gmail.com don't forget to rate us review us and subscribe um are we gonna talk about what we're doing next one maybe not oh uh, I mean, what do you got what do you i mean what do you got <laughs> there, there are some choices i love like talking about it because like we want to tease y'all but there's like three things in the air right now so many things going on right now that we need to like we need to acknowledge yeah. one of them may be Pokemon related. Yeah. 
Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We will see. And we may have a special guest. We will see. Ooh. <laughs> um, all right. That's all it, right. everybody. Pop culture. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> don't forget to join the pop card, everyone. Peace. Peace. <laughs>